Welcome everyone to the Full Life Podcast, where we hope to inspire, challenge, and clarify your next steps in faith. I'm David Lawson, and today we're going to be talking about what might be one of the most neglected spiritual practices of the Christian faith. And uh, with me today to help me with this important topic is Aaron Justice, our campus pastor at Grace Church. And uh, welcome, Aaron. Glad you could be with us. Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on. I am excited about this topic because we're going to be exploring something that a lot of people don't get a chance to reap the benefit of, and that's the spiritual discipline of fasting. Now, Aaron, uh, I said at the outset that this might be one of the most neglected spiritual practices of the Christian faith. And I can't speak for the entire world, but I know here in the West, in the United States, uh, it seems to me that that is the case, because I really don't hear people talking about it very much. Yeah, right. Whenever I encourage people to fast, if they're facing some type of issue or, or struggling with some type of sin, it's almost like you're speaking a foreign language. I think, especially as Americans, we're so instant gratification, and we have so much, mm. and it's just on call. You know, We can door dash our food if we're right. hungry. We don't have to leave the house. Right. And, uh, and so they're just not used to, to self-denial that happens when, when you fast. Now, it didn't take me long in my getting to know you that I understood that this... Now, you weren't bragging about this, but at the same time, because that would go counter to the whole one of the yes. principles of passing. <laughs> but um, it didn't take me long to realize how important this was for you. This is something that's really grabbed your heart, isn't it? Yeah, it has. You know, we've been... As I learned about fasting, um, I went to Liberty University. And so uh, Jerry Falwell and Elmer Towns were the two people who started the school and they were huge on fasting. And so it was a constant encouragement to us as students uh, to uh, to fast, to practice fasting as, we're tr- as we were struggling college students and we were trying to make major life decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Falwell told the story of uh, he was facing some really large decision with the school and he decided to do a 40-day fast and he felt that he didn't hear from God enough. And so like two weeks later, he did another 40-day fast. And he, he joked around with the students. And he said, well, thankfully, I was morbidly obese uh, <laughs> because I was able to handle that much fasting. Um, but he, he, he would stress, and Elmer as well, just the importance of, of denying yourself to focus on God, to get clarity in, in various decisions that we were making as young men and young women. And I'm assuming that that's really what kind of grabbed your heart about that. This is, this is something you really want to pursue because that's the outcome that you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I know that they, they kept preaching fasting to us, and I never did until my wife and I, uh, we were dating at the time. We were trying to figure out, hey, is this is this what God wants? Is, is this relationship? Are we supposed to get married? And so we both fasted together. Hmm. And it was kind of during that time that I, it cemented in my mind that this is incredibly important when we are faced with hardships to put our focus on God. Hmm. Uh, and so it's incredibly important in my life, and every time I'm faced with a major decision of, of a work decision or a family decision, a life decision. Hey, let's let's take a, a few days and and do a, some type of fast. So before we get too far down the road, uh, let's start with the definition. Let's start with the basics. Uh, how would you define fasting? Yeah. Well, fasting is is self denial. Um, in the he- Greek and the Hebrew that our Bible was written in, they both have words for fasting. Uh, and the big idea behind the self-denial is you're abstaining from something. You know, we often equate fasting with food, although there are other things, social media, entertainment, chocolate, that we can fast from uh, in different parts of our life. And so, uh, yeah, uh, the fasting is self-denial. So what is the goal of that? Because it's 
uh, self-denial is not really a very popular thing, uh, probably uh, throughout human history. And no one has really been interested in self-denial, but especially these days, it's not a very popular thing to deny ourselves of something. So wh- what would you say is the goal of it? Yeah, well, when you think about fasting, you're thinking about food. Mm-hmm. Now, as Americans, we probably don't think of food as sustenance. You know, we think mm-hmm. of food, we, we do use food for entertainment. We use food for talking. But for, for many of much of the world, they're eating food to live. Mm. And so I think the idea of fasting is you're saying, I'm, I'm not sustaining myself. I am depending on you, God, to sustain me. Mm. And through that, I think we have spiritual breakthroughs as we're saying, God, you're my 100% and you're the one who's going to guide me through. So this is, you would put this then right up there with all the other spiritual disciplines that the, the Bible encourages us to practice. Yes. Yeah. Whether we're talking about prayer, Bible study, finding a quiet place, uh, living a life of worship, evangelism, I think all of those things, fasting is right up there with them. I think fasting provides clarity in a lot of those things. And uh, and, and fasting is just overall in the Christian walk, it, it, it provides us a firm foundation because it does put our focus back on the one who created us. Yeah, that's really interesting because I don't know that many of us think about fasting that way. I, I Somehow I kind of feel like we kind of put it in its own little orbit, <laughs> and we have things like going to church and reading my Bible and, you know, fellowship with other people. That We kind of put those in their own category. Those are the ones we talk about the most. That's the ones we hear about the most. And then there's this thing called fasting out there that, you know, maybe I'll opt into that, maybe I won't. But you're, you're kind of mainstreaming it in your own life. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what happens uh, or what does it mean then when we fast? What What is it that, that, that we can expect to happen while spiritually uh, while we're fasting? Yeah. Uh, the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53, he gives us an idea of what happens because he's talking mm. about his fasting. Mm. And so some of the things that he tells us is it loosens the bonds of wickedness. Mm. So struggling with sin, it'll help with that. It helps undo heavy burdens you know, life can get hard, and especially the Christian walk. It's 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 not a cake walk. Um, it's not it's not easy, and so it can help us undo heavy burdens and things that we're struggling with. Uh, it allows God's light to shine in our life. Mm. Um, it can help you with a righteous testimony as we're undoing these heavy burdens and these sins. Helps with our testimony. And then I love his. He finishes Isaiah fifty three in the in the eighth verse, and he says, "It makes the Lord of glory." our rear guard. Mm. And it's this military terminology where the rear guard is the one as an army was marching, the rear guard's got your back. And so you can focus on the hardships of life because God is our rear guard. And fasting helps us to strengthen that idea. And I think it strengthens our resolve. It helps us with our faith. And really it helps us keep pushing forward through anything that life throws at us. I like that because the the, the folk... So, See if I'm getting this right. When when we're focusing our when when we're denying ourselves of food or something else that's significant in our lives, and we're focusing on God, then it really kind of simplifies things a little bit for us, and kind of removes those those extraneous things that might be holding us back, or or, or tying us down, or cluttering our life, or choking out uh, faith or hope or encouragement in our lives because we're getting that focus. On the Lord. Yes, yeah. Fasting definitely is all about renewal. Mm. Um, Joel two twelve says, "Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping mm. and mourning." Mm. And so, fasting is all about putting our eyes back towards Jesus. That's good. 
so that's a little bit about what fast. It's just kind of the tip of the iceberg yes. about what fasting is and what it can accomplish in our life. And I like how you've kind of brought out uh, some of the results that can happen as a result of our uh, focusing on the Lord. Uh, let's kind of round out the definition a little bit. Can you help us by telling us a little bit about what fasting is not? Yeah, uh, fasting is not a public demonstration of faith. Okay. Right. Fasting is not an Instagram post. You know, fasting is not something that you walk around patting yourself on the back saying, look at how good of a Christian I am because I'm doing the spiritual discipline of fasting. Um, Jesus, when he's talking about uh, fasting in Matthew 6, he encourages the disciples, fast in private. Don't fast as if you were a Pharisee. You know, don't, don't be proclaiming what you're asking God to do in your life. Just be focused solely on God. So fasting is done in private. I, I think you can talk about fasting when you're done with it. Especially if you're encouraging other believers to do so, you can talk about what God is doing in your life. But I don't think you should be—you shouldn't be telling people mm. that you are fasting while you're fasting. Yeah, I like that because really the whole purpose of this is to humble ourselves before God, not parade our spirituality in front of of other people. In fact, um, Jesus kind of rebuked right the Pharisees yes. for that, and people who were very had these public demonstrations of their fasting to let people know about how spiritual they were. You know, I think you brought up an interesting point here, especially when you're talking about Jerry Falwell and the length of his fast. He went on 40 days and 40 nights, and then he went longer than that. Uh, If uh, someone were to start studying this on their own and they were to read in the Bible about these fasts uh, that uh, are recorded in the Scripture, a lot of times they are long. You know, there are these 40 days and 40 nights fasts. I know a guy who actually went on one of those and was one of the most rewarding experiences he said they had had in his life. But not all fasts are that, right? They're not all that linked. There, there are different kinds right. of fasts, right, that that person can participate in. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's basically four types of fasts that you and I can participate in. That's not even the length. They're just the type of fast. Okay. One is your, your normal fast, which is what we think about when we think of fasting. It's going without food for a certain amount of time. Basically, you only ingest liquids. Then there's absolute fasts, which are no food or water, which... I don't know, I would probably consult a doctor yeah. before I would do that to make sure my body sure. can handle that because that's a, a rare type of fast um, in the Bible. Um, and then there's partial fasts where we omit certain types of foods. So maybe you're saying I'm not going to eat grains or I'm not going to eat sweets or chocolates or I'm going to go without coffee or I'm going to decaffeinate myself. You know, you have all of those type of fasts. And then there's rotational fasts where you say, well, every fourth day I'm only going to eat bread or every third day I'm only going to eat vegetables. So you can rotate your fast and you can mix fasting up. It's not just food. I think you can fast from, I think I've already mentioned it, social media, Mm -hmm. electronics, uh, you can fast from anything that provides you entertainment, maybe takes a, a little bit away from your walk with God. Yeah. So that's, that's, let's explore that just a little bit more because we have these different types of fasts. Um, maybe from your own experience, how, how did you determine what kind of fast you were going to go on? How did you determine what you were going to fast from? Yeah. So it, it, had, it was mostly dependent on, on what I had going on. Um, in my life, if I was going to fast from TV, maybe it's because I had other things that I really needed to focus on. I Got had it. a test coming up, a st- you know, studying coming up. Um, when I was in college, I liked weightlifting a lot mm. and not eating made my weightlifting bad. I wasn't ingesting anything properly. And so when I was lifting weights or playing basketball, I was feeling it. So when I was in college and a young man, it was food because I was so active. Now it's maybe I need to get off of social media for a few days because 
uh, my phone is cluttering up mm. my my focus. And so I, that's how I looked at it. It was depending what was I doing heavily in my life that I could definitely tell I'm taking this away. So it's it's sustenance. So it sounds like it's an, an assessment of really evaluating. Okay, what is what's distracting me? From uh, my relationship from the Lord, what what could I remove that would enhance that? And that's kind of goes into your decision making about what you would do. Yes. Now, when you and I talked about this earlier, uh, you also talked about different categories of fasting. Uh, fasting for different kinds of purposes. Why don't you talk? There's there's a lot of them. You listed a lot of them. Why don't you Why don't you talk about a few of them with us here? Yeah, I mean, the first is is breaking free from addiction and sin. Mm. That's a big reason for you and I to fast. You know, if something on your phone is getting you in some trouble mm. and, and you're in a bondage of something you're doing, fast from your phone. Maybe you're saying, I'm only going to use my phone for answering phone calls and sending text messages. I'm not going to use it for apps or online streaming or viewing websites. Um, there's, uh, you can also fast from computer, from technology, if that's what's causing you. Uh, maybe you are struggling with alcohol and you're going to just fast from food because maybe you're thinking, I won't drink alcohol if I'm, if I'm not eating. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, there's certain types of ways that we can fast. And then, of course, the goal is, is not just removing yourself from that. It's, again, pointing yourself to God. Uh, you can pass, fast for decision-making. Uh, Paul in, in Acts 9, when he's finally met with Jesus mm-hmm. and he realizes, oh, man, my worldview is changing, he fasts. And he does a three-day, I think he does an absolute fast where he doesn't drink or eat for three days. But that's because he's trying to clarify, my whole world is changing. I need to kind of come to grips with, I just met Jesus, Mm -hmm. this man who I've been killing people for saying that they know. And I met him, and I don't know what to do. So he fasts for clarity, for decision-making, and for his his worldview. Um, In Daniel 1, we see uh, the... Uh, the boys and they're they're eating bad meat that they don't want to eat. And so they say, hey, uh, we're going to not eat meat. We're going to only eat grains Mm -hmm. and we're going to see who's healthier. And they have this kind of health Mm -hmm. competition and they were healthier. They were fasting for health goals. So that's something else that we can do in a society where it seems like, and I'm, I'm as guilty of this as everybody else, that people are getting more and more unhealthy as we eat and are lazy. And I think COVID, everybody got like the COVID-30. Mm. So fasting <laughs> is a way for all of us, I think, to, to become healthier. I think a spiritual health and physical health mm. go hand in hand. Mm. And when we're physically unhealthy, a lot of times we become spiritually unhealthy. So we can fast for uh, health gains and spiritual gains. Yeah, that's that's really helpful. Um, now let's 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 assume that we are we're all in on okay. This would be helpful for me. I can see where this would be a benefit for my spiritual life. But how do I get started? Where where do I start with all of this? Can you kind of give us a quick start guide when it comes to not to not to minimize it, but can you kind of give us a quick start guide about how to get started with fasting? Sure. I think before we do anything, we pray. Hmm. So, and with fasting, it may help you to take that next step in, in your prayer walk and actually get to a quiet place and get rid of all of the noise and the distractions as you're thinking about your fast and say, God, I'm, I'm quiet. I want to hear from you. Tell me how to do this. I don't want to just plan a fast because Aaron Justice wants to plan a fast. I want to fast because you want me to do it in the way that you want me to do it for the reasons you want me to do it for. Mm. So I think prayer and quiet is That's incredibly good. important. And then you may have to prepare your body. 
And so uh, if you are doing a food fast, you may want to start off by not eating lunch or breakfast a few days a week. I think we can, we can shrink our stomach. It's scientifically proven that we can do that. And you may need to start the process of shrinking your stomach before you do a three-day or mm. a seven-day or good. a 10-day food fast. Mm. So you've got to prepare yourself. You also may have to clear some of your schedules. If you're like me, I often have at least one lunch meeting a week. Mm. And if I'm fasting, I'm not going to go to a restaurant because then you're at, people are going to ask you questions. Well, why aren't you eating? Mm. And then you're, are you going to lie to them and say, oh, I'm just not hungry? Or kind of are you going to purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. And so uh, you may have to clear your calendar. You may have to, you know, prepare some of your kids' food early so that way you're not tempted to eat food. You know, whatever, whatever the case may be, there's, there's going to be preparation into your fast. And then you actually have to follow through with the fast. Um, some of the, I'm a coffee, a coffee or a caffeine addict rather. I don't like coffee. I like Diet Coke. And so Diet Coke is like one of the things that I drink a lot of. Caffeine helps me get through my day. And I've done a few caffeine fasts where it was hard to do because there's a headache coming. And I know there's a headache coming and it drags me down. And it's hard to prepare for the headache. I don't like it, but I have to actually do it. If God's calling me to do it, I actually have to embrace it. And so I actually, you plan, you prepare, you pray, and then you actually proceed with your fast. And then you do the fast, whatever it is, whether it's a rotational fast, maybe you're going to say, I'm not going to eat breakfast for a month, whatever the case may be. When you're done with the experience, though, you need to take a spiritual inventory. So go back and look at it and figure it out. First of all, what went well? Next time you fast, what would you change? What didn't go well? So what, what went well? What didn't go well? How God moved in my life? What change is going to happen from that? And what's my next fast going to look like? Mm-hmm. And I think those actionable next steps from inventory, inventory, inventorying your experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how you can fast better going forward. Because I think the better we fast, the, the the easier it is for us to look to God because we are we are it's the sustaining renewal factor. God, you're my sustenance. God, you're my renewal. I'm not looking for anything that Aaron Justice can do for those. I'm solely looking to you. Yeah. And uh, and the inventory does that. And then of course do one fast, recuperate, and I think fast again, um, especially uh, if you're struggling with major life decisions or trying to clarify the will of God in your life. Yeah. I was reading, you touched on this a little bit when you were talking about the preparation and so forth, not just preparing your body, but preparing, you know, what am I going to be doing during this fast? I was reading somewhere um, where they were talking about, you might want to plan that time, like when you're actually skipping the meal, uh, you might want to actually plan that time out a little bit. You you don't want to be too regimented, but at the same time, you want to get some thought to... Um, am I going to be reading scripture here? And, or if it is, you know, what am I going to be focusing on? Do I want to play some worship music? Is there something I want to do there? Am I going to journal? You know, those kinds of things to be thinking about when I'm actually skipping the meal and I'm, I'm really, um, or I'm, 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 I'm not watching TV or whatever the fast would be that how am I going to use that time that I am, uh, where I'm fasting from, uh, that thing I'm denying myself of. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, I think I think it is. I know, for instance, when I was fasting to take the job here at Worcester Grace, I read First and Second Timothy mm. twice a day. 
And because? Because I was trying to figure out, is this where God wants me to pastor? And First and Second Timothy and Titus are the pastoral epistles. It's all about being a pastor. And so I was trying to get clarity. And so that was what I would do. So instead of eating breakfast, I would read some of First Timothy, lunch, Second Timothy, mm. et cetera, to put my mind back on, God, what do you want? Help provide some clarity and, and ultimately look to him to guide the life of my, my life and ultimately my family's life as we were weighing this heavy decision on what we were going to do vocationally and where I was going to minister next. And we, you talked about a little bit one time, I think you, you mentioned earlier on that you might want to consult a doctor depending on the kind of fast you're going in. Um, that might be something that someone might want to do rather than just kind of taking in their own hands, uh, even if they're going on something relatively minimal, usually skipping a meal. We usually do that kind of anyway if we get busy. So that might not require that. But if there's ever any question that somebody has, I'm sure you would recommend uh, if they're standing from food that they would consult their, their doctor to make sure that they have things in place. Exactly. Yeah. Whether you're a diabetic, I'm an asthmatic. So sometimes when I weaken myself intentionally, it, it can cause asthma problems for me. And so, I mean, there, there are health there are health risks when fasting comes, but there's also health benefits. So you've got to weigh those two, but I would definitely consult a doctor if you have any major yeah. major things that fasting may uh, encumber. And so you may have to look, well, I can't do a food fast. Instead, I'm going to put all my chips into fasting a, another way because I realize the importance of this vital spiritual discipline. Yeah. Well, Aaron, this has been very, very helpful. You are like an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to this. You, you've done a lot of study on this, and, it's, and again, it's, it's really grabbed your heart, and I can tell it's certainly benefited your life. It's, it's uh, strengthened your family because the investment that you and Julie have been able to make in your family because of these wise decisions you're making and your focus on the Lord. So congratulations on that, but at the same time, thanks for encouraging us uh, with this um, really information on this really important spiritual discipline. Thank you. Now, you've written a one-page summary overview, right, of fasting that can be made available. Yes, yeah, and we'll, we'll make it available uh, in the link in the description of this video, um, and that way you can kind of see some of the actionable next steps, the different types of fasts in the Bible, and how you go about starting your first fast if you've never fasted before. Fasted before. Yeah, well, I encourage you to uh, join that link to, to pursue uh, that overview and to learn a little bit more about what it means to introduce fasting into your own spiritual life. And, and I trust that uh, this time with Aaron has been really helpful for you, that has helped you take your next steps in your own spiritual walk. And if you don't have a church family yet, uh, you're welcome to join us at, uh, at Grace Church, either online or in person, and you can go to grace4ohio.org and learn about our service times, both streaming and in person. And Aaron's prayer for you and my prayer for you is that you would pursue the full life that God has for you, because Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and you might have it to the full. 